Hello and welcome to the Amateur Austenite. My name is Frances Duncan. I am an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. However, I am underqualified for my job as I have always been an enthusiastic amateur. Today we are going to be discussing Chapter 13 of Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. In Chapter 13, Mr. Collins appears. So, Mr. Collins writes a letter to Mr. Bennett. Quite long, probably. In my version, it takes up a whole page. Um, and then he says that he's coming to visit. Now, Mr. Collins is the person who is due to inherit Longbourn from the Bennets because of the intel, which means that only someone who is male can inherit. And of course, the Bennets have only got daughters, so none of them can inherit. So this is quite important. This and he, this line of inheritance by entail enabled the survival of the great houses. It's called primogeniture. So the first son would normally inherit, and if it's not the first son, it's the first male heir. To Catherine and Lydia, neither the letter nor its writer were to any degree interesting. It was next to impossible that their cousin should come in a scarlet coat, and it was now some weeks since they had received pleasure from the society of a man in any other colour. This is showing again how Catherine and Lydia are too young to be out and they don't understand the importance of things. They don't understand how serious it is that their family will lose their home to this particular man. Mr. Bennett's reaction to the letter is a little cruel. He says, it's from my cousin Mr. Collins, who when I, in I am dead, may turn you all out of this house as soon as he pleases. It's an awful thing to say. It shows his indolence here as well, because he receives the letter about a month ago, and about a fortnight after that he answered it. For I thought it a case of some delicacy in requiring early attention. Early attention means leaving it for two whole weeks. Now about the entail, Mr. Bennett refers to it as an iniquitous affair, which I had to look up. It means grossly unfair and morally wrong. But nothing can clear Mr. Collins from the guilt of inheriting, inheriting Longbourn. My favourite quote is actually the final sentence in this chapter. Mr. Collins is asking which of the daughters helped with the dinner. And Mrs. Bennett says that her daughters had nothing to do in the kitchen. And after he begs her pardon, this is my favourite quote right here. In a softened tone, she declared herself not at all offended, but he continued to apologise for about a quarter of an hour. And that summarises Mr. Collins' character very well, the apologising for about a quarter of an hour. It's made clear early on that Mr. Collins is looking to marry one of the Bennett girls. And it's quite fair of him to want to do this. He knows that he is the reason that they won't have a home when their parents die or when their father dies because obviously the father is the one who owns the home. So he could inherit and then kick out Mrs. Bennett and all of the daughters at any time. And he says, I'm very sensible, madam, of the hardship to my fair cousins. But I am cautious of appearing forward and pre precipitate. I can assure the young ladies that I come prepared to admire them. And in fact, it says that he has had rumour of the beauty of the so fine a family of daughters. He heard much of their beauty. 
and so it's not really a hardship for him to be wanting to marry one of them. Mr. Collins not only compliments the girls, but he compliments the house and the furniture as well. And Mrs. Bennet but for, would have enjoyed this, but for the mortification of supposing that he is viewing this as his own future property. Which, it's possible that he is. Not only should Mr. Bennet have warned the family about this, so they could better prepare themselves emotionally for the visit but he only tells Mrs. Bennet the morning of so that she and the servants will probably have to run around and prepare the house for the visit of Mr. Collins as well which isn't terribly fair of him. Now obviously Mr. Collins is quite a pivotal character in this book. His coming makes big changes in Elizabeth's life without him she would never visit Huntsford and never get the proposal from Mr. Darcy. And this is my summary of chapter 13 of Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. You have been listening to the Amateur Austenite. Thank you for listening and I wish you happy reading. You can find me at francisduncanwrites.com and on Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice heavily pride-focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!